Today it is my privilege to speak to you about the unseen spirit world. If there's anything that we can say about the unseen spirit world, and the Bible says that that which is seen is temporal, whereas that which is seen is eternal. First of all, we must recognize that the spirit world is a place of great conflict. Because it is there where God exists, we don't see him with our naked eyes. It is there where angels exist. And it is there where Satan exists with all of his multiplied thousands of demons. So it's a place of activity and a place of great conflict. Let me say also that it is a place of tremendous influence. The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel that Daniel was praying one day and he didn't understand why his prayer wasn't heard. And after three weeks of prayer, it was revealed to him through the angel that came that the prince of Persia withstood Daniel's answer to prayer and the angel of God. The prince of Persia. That leads us to believe that Satan, who stands above it all because he is only one being, but has multiplied millions of cohorts, that Satan standing there, uh, he's organized it all. And that's why the Bible speaks about principalities and powers and unseen forces. And I can imagine that he assigns one to Persia, one to the United States, one to Great Britain, and all of the different countries of the world. And then under them, there are other spirits who have responsibilities. And it gets right down to our families, where there is a tremendous amount of conflict in many homes. And it gets right down to the individual. And that's why the Bible teaches that Satan is able to put thoughts into our minds that we think are our own. The best example, of course, comes from the book of Acts, chapter 5, where you have Ananias and Sapphira deciding to tell a lie, and Satan, excuse me, and Peter said, why has Satan filled your heart to the lie to the Holy Spirit? Remember, Jesus was walking along and he said to the disciples, who do men say that I am? And they were all giving some kind of an answer. And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said something very significant. He said, Peter, that thought did not come from you. God put that thought in your mind. And I'm sure Peter went, wow. <laughs> you know, here I, God put a thought in my mind and I shared it, you know. Then later on, Jesus said, I'm going to the cross. And Peter said, what? Don't go. And Jesus said, Peter... That thought came from the enemy. Now, you know what's significant about that? Peter believed that every thought that entered his mind was from himself. So he thought he was the source and the originator of every thought that came into his mind. Where is the spiritual battle fought? Warfare, right here. And if I believe that every thought that comes in my mind originates with myself, I've had it spiritually. It's interesting. Peter did not know. But Peter gets a little bit mature. And what did he do in, with Ananias and Sapphira? He said, why have you allowed Satan to fill your heart to do this? He could begin to discern in someone else's life where those thoughts were coming from. Ananias and Sapphira didn't. Why didn't? 
Ananias and Sapphira recognize the voice of Satan. If you don't recognize the voice of Satan, how can you resist him? Satan wants to, and Satan seeks to, deceive us. And Dwight, he does that by telling us lies. Lies that far too often we believe and we fall for. So listen to Satan in verse 1 of chapter 3. He says to Eve, has God said? Verse 4a, you shall not surely die. Verse 4b, the day you eat of it, you will be like small g gods. Now watch this, beloved. Each of these insinuations come with one purpose in mind. And that is to deceive Adam and Eve. And sad to say, he is still doing the same thing today. So let's look at some of these uh, areas of deception that Satan tries to deceive us in. Here's the first one. Satan seeks to deceive us about our person. Now, if you listen to the words of Satan, they are intended in this text to suggest that as they are, now listen, as they are, Adam and Eve are not good enough that they are lacking or missing out on something and so the first attack he brings is a lie or deception about their person now satan does this three ways here's a he first of all seeks to deceive us about who we are in our own right let me stop right there here's what i mean satan wants us to walk around with an inferiority complex. Okay, y'all got quiet. That I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I am not worthy enough. I am not good looking enough. Come on, church. The devil is always feeding us. Can I use a big word? Propaganda. He's always whispering in our ear, if you were just three inches taller, if you were just 20 pounds thinner, isn't it amazing that no matter who you are, you find something wrong with you? God, I need some help. I'm preaching good. And the devil will play on your insecurities. God, your your struggle area if, if it's your color or your weight or your size or your money or your family he will play on that and feed propaganda into that to make you doubt yourself he seeks to deceive us about who we are in our own right and watch this watch this if he doesn't do it by giving us inferiority complexes. Are y'all ready for this? He'll give you a superiority complex. Have you walking around thinking you the cat's meow? You the Mac Daddy, God's gift? That you a prima donna? Come on, talk to me. So he seeks to attack us about our person 
who we are in our own right. Here's the next thing. He seeks to deceive us about who we are in our relationship with God. That he wants to get us to break fellowship with God. He wants to get us to forsake God. He wants to get us to the place where we don't we don't have faith in who God is and what to lose faith in our relationship with God. Satan does. He tells you, I, I, I know, I know you go to church every Sunday. Watch this. But what has that done for you? Oh, you still got laid off. You still, you, you're still not married. But look how quiet y'all getting. So what has serving God done for you lately? And if you don't know how to check the devil, no, you better learn, in the words of the late A.W. Tozer, you better learn how to talk back to the devil. You stop standing there, sitting there, lying in your bed, letting the devil come in your room and just talk to you nonstop. You better say, hey, time, time out. Let me tell you a thing or two. When I was lost, he found me. When I was down, he raised me. When I was sick, he healed me. When I was broke, he put me back together again. Now, I may be going through something right now, but you can't make me doubt him because I know too much. Okay, I'm through. I'm through. Tell my neighbor, say, I can't doubt him now. He's been too good. He's brought me too far. He's blessed me too much. How do I feel like preaching this? You can't make me doubt it. Oh no, I feel that. Tell the devil, you can't make me doubt it. Say what you will or may. I know who God is. And I know what God has done for me. You cannot seed, C-E-D-E, seed any ground to the devil. Because, Pastor Kelly, in the words of the old folk raised us, if you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a yard. You, you, you can't give any ground to the devil. Because the moment, listen to me, beloved, I know I'm covering a lot of ground, but you're able to take it. Don't let the devil tell you, I can't get this. He's going too fast. See, that's a lie. You can get this. Because it is imperative that you get it. Because this is a battle you're in and your enemy doesn't fight fear. So I'm trying to get you equipped for the battle. If you and I give ground, if we seed ground to the devil, watch what he'll do. He'll take the ground we give him and then he'll encroach on what you didn't give him. You give the devil a little, say, okay, I'm going I'm to entertain that. He is so intentional in his perverseness that he will by stealth come in. And when you look around again, he is running your whole life. When the enemy comes into your life like a flood, stand your ground. And take your sword out in Luke 10 and go eyeball to eyeball with him and tell him, I have been given the authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm me. Stand your ground. 
when he tried to use one of his main tactics, which is fear. Tell him, for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Stand your ground. When he thinks you're down, tell him I'm not down, Satan. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Stand your ground. When he tells you you're a loser, tell him I am the head and not the tail. When the enemy comes after you, tell him Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Stand your ground. When he whispers in your ear and tells you you can't do this, throw Philippians 4.13 to him. I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Stand your ground. Here's what Adam and Eve didn't understand. They could have stopped this anytime they wanted to. All Eve had to say was, look, I'm not talking to you. Gwen, I'm going to show you why. Because in chapter 2, God had told them, be fruitful, multiply, watch this y'all, and have dominion. They had dominion over that serpent. Y'all are not hearing me. They had, Eve and Adam had dominion over that serpent. God, I'm going to say something. And Eve didn't need Adam to tell the devil to shut up. Eve, as a woman, she had the right because God gave her dominion like he gave Adam dominion. Then she thought she could have shut it down with the quickness. Not to mention Adam standing there with locked jaw. And the devil has deceived us ever since about your right to resist him and reject whatever he brings your way. You and I don't have to just take what the devil's delivering. Are y'all in the room with me? You stop signing for stuff that doesn't belong in your house. Y'all, okay, I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. Somebody bring a package to my house. I didn't order it. I don't sign for it. Come on, y'all. And every day the devil's bringing you negativity, bringing you doubt, bringing you depression, bringing you anxiety, bringing you fear. And you sitting around signing for stuff that God never intended in your house. Would you tell the neighbors and clean out your house? 